Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Welcome to Parenting by the Pint, you guys. We are a podcast that likes to talk about local breweries or, well, breweries anywhere. We've been talking about Wisconsin a lot lately, haven't we, Lauren? Yeah, but we talked about brewery, which is California. That is true. I guess I'm going to have to take away the local brewery statement and just say breweries that we like or want to try. Mm -hmm. And we also like to talk about parenting topics or pop culture Mm -hmm. or barbecue, which comes up a lot. Breakfast food, whatever's on our mind for the day. (laughs) Yeah. And so we cover just about everything. And we like to uh, enjoy a beer while we do it. Yes. So obviously today is no exception. Every week we do kind of the same thing. (laughs) And that's what we're going to do this week. And we're going to talk about a brewery in Chicago called Metropolitan, Mm -hmm. which is a, you know, a pretty standard Chicago mainstay brewery, kind of known for German beer. Very Um, much, yes. I had a funny anecdote that I kind of shared with you before we started Mm -hmm. uh, that at one point they were at. Fobab, which is the festival of barrel-aged beers. beers. Mm -hmm. Yes, which is taking place uh, curbside this year. Virtually. Yay! Yay, curbside beer, Mm. uh, which has its pluses and minuses. Um, And that at one point, Metropolitan submitted a beer for the festival. They're not big on barrel-aged. They don't that's not really their jam um i don't think they would disagree with me if they were sitting no i don't think so either um but anyway they uh they they presented a beer that was called laffler hates this beer which was their (laughs) head brewer and it was an oak aged vienna lager um (laughs) which is yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's such a wonderful commentary on their on their feelings on on barrel aged yes, beers I, I in think general, it is. <laughs> and it made me feel good. Yeah. To hear that story. Fair. Um, but that being said, I don't mean to discredit Metropolitan. No, no, at no. All. They just they have their niche. They you do. Know? You know, we talked about if you recall when we did the um, the styles that we're not particularly mm-hmm. fond of, and we yes, drank that dovetail. Hefeweizen, yeah, yeah. and Dovetail is another brewery that um, tends to have their niche. They make yes, a specific true. set of of mm-hmm. beer styles, yeah. and um, and they're fantastic. And at they it. do they do what they do. They do well. Yeah, and, and Metropolitan I, yes. is is just like that. Um, it's honestly one of the places that I haven't visited that I deeply regret having not, not been, been to there. yet. Yeah, yeah, um, I would agree. Their tap room isn't super old, but I would love to be there um they're awesome they used to the owner one of the owners and uh their former head brewer mm-hmm. used to do a youtube video oh, really? series called just keep tasting nice i love have it. you not seen that i have not seen it i am just gonna say to anybody who is listening that you have my express permission to pause <laughs> this podcast and go and search google just keep tasting all right i'm not going to tell you anything about it (laughs) all right all i'm going to say is that they drink very highly sought after beers that are impossible to get so prepare yourself for that yeah um and they have a very unique (laughs) tasting style and perspective on beer okay that i very much really enjoy enjoy. the videos are fantastic i'm definitely going to check this out as soon as we're done here this is what i'm googling yeah so All tell right. me about Metropolitan and let's open Jetstream. We're going to open Jetstream. So this is a wheat beer. Wheat beers aren't typically my favorite, but we're going to give it a try. 
honestly, I think the only Metropolitan beer I've had is the next one we're going to drink. So I haven't had much from them. I rarely see it at bottle shops. Yeah, when you brought up Metropolitan yeah. uh, for the podcast, mm-hmm. you were just like, dude, I snagged two Metropolitans. Yeah. We got it. I was put like, them on the I podcast. saw these. I picked them up at Crafted. I'm buying them, and this is what we're drinking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're going to give Jetstream a try. Wheat beer. Um, they always have some fun, not necessarily mm. funny, but some commentary on their cans. So this one says, this beer features a wallop of wheat, fruity yeast aromas complemented by woodsy, earthy hops and snappy flavors reminiscent of fresh sourdough. I don't think I've ever heard someone compare their beer to bread. You should smell it. It smells like bread. It does it smell like, like bread. Sourdough. It totally smells like bread. They're and, not you know, wrong. They're totally right. And people used to describe beer as liquid bread quite often. And you know what? This is their homage to the German-style beers that this is their niche. German-style beers is their niche. Like, Absolutely. That's what they do. So this is 100% a metropolitan, very typical of don't them. sleep on them, you guys. If you no, have the opportunity yeah. to grab a metropolitan beer, I guarantee you it will be... The best version of whatever beer style you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in addition to the one we're going to drink next, I've also had uh, Flywheel, which is another okay. beer that they, they have semi-regularly. Sure, sure. I only name it because it's something that people could look for. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it's not impossible to get. Metropolitan is distributed in the Chicagoland sure, area sure, pretty sure. widely. Um, they just don't. They're not like Hot Butcher and all these breweries that we talk about They're quite often. They're not throwing that stuff are... out every week. They're not distributing yeah. every week. They're not in, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how many, how much they're they're producing. Let's, all right, let's talk Jetstream, and then I'll give a little background on Metropolitan. It totally does smell like sourdough. I mean, they're, they're as advertised. Mm. Very simple, very clean, very crisp. Probably the lightest colored beer we've had on the podcast so far. Uh, very cloudy, but, um, but very, very pale. Yeah, but look I at mean, that perfect color. <laughs> um, oh. super crisp. This is a very, like, this is just a good tasting beer. Yes. This, this is beer for non-beer people. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what, but people who have not really been exposed to craft, this is the beer you want to introduce them to. Yeah. You want 100%. to get them to drink Jetstream. And yeah. our next beer, which uh, is Crankshaft, which is mm-hmm. what we're going to drink next, which we'll get to. But um, this is the beer you want to introduce people to craft This beer is with. a great, I would have, you know, I don't see Metropolitan that often. And so I don't think of that. Yeah. But this is 100%. If you're if you've got friends that are used to the North American lagers and you want to venture them into you craft turn beer, them into what a good this is lager what tastes you like, should have them yeah, drink. This for sure, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. This is what I like to call recruitment beer. Mm, I, I like am it. an advocate for beer. craft beer, and right. this beer is what you use to recruit people. That's what we're going to call this episode. Oh, recruiting beer. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. But for real, this Team is effort exactly on that one, but right? I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. This is 100% what you should introduce your friend who drinks those North American lagers to as the gateway beer to craft beer. This is what we should drink with my dad. 
This is a great idea. This I like it. Beer. All right. This is perfect. This, yeah. this is perfect for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't think we can say much more about Yeah, no, Jet this is perfect. Stream. I really like it's it. It's just so and the, good. And you know what's interesting? I don't generally even like wheat beers that much, but I feel like a lot of wheat beers try and put all these other flavors into it, and it detracts from just the clean crispness of the wheat beer because they're adding fruits or they're adding other things. Well, and sometimes with wheat beer, a problem that you come across is that because they're mass produced most often, mm. they have a little bit of that that old yeah the stale yeah it's stale flavor. Stale is a good way and to put so it. Yeah. and God forbid I speak ill of the. <laughs> the queen of breweries in Chicago and say that I occasionally believe that 312 falls into that category yeah. of being a beer where you may occasionally crack yeah. one open that is yeah. it's just a little stale. Yeah. And I, man, I don't know how old this can is that you bought. I don't know. I just bought it like two weeks ago. So, But it is freaking fantastic. And honestly... Even if it's two weeks, three weeks old, let's say it's three weeks old. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine what a fresh one, what right? a one oh. day old one must. I, it's got a best by date of February of next year. So. And that's a that's another thing about Metropolitan yeah. that they're really big on. They don't believe in storing and saving yep. beer. No, you drink it fresh. Drink fresh. I like um, the best by dates. Yeah. 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 Um, man. I, just, I like it. No, this and I'll is solid. say this: I have a somewhat distant connection to Tracy at Metropolitan. Oh, okay. uh, she's the co-owner. Her and her ex-husband own Metropolitan, mm-hmm. and um, uh, my husband knows Tracy. Okay, so I would love to get her on here. Oh, I will Tracy, send her Tracy, this Tracy. episode. No, this as is fantastic, recruitment right? Recruitment episode. beer. This is what we're recruitment doing. Recruitment beer. Yeah. Um, well, let's, maybe let's... we'll snag Tracy on a future. I like episode. it. No, this is this is or, actually. Or man, maybe we can talk to about talk to Laffler about other beers that he hates. Right? Yeah, I like. I don't that think too. he's at Metropolitan anymore. <laughs> no, <though>. he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jetstream. Uh, yeah, this this is a solid, good, crisp, clean just a good beer um so metropolitan as we've said it's a a kind of a chicago staple um is distributed in the area but not always widely available to find so if you see it in your local bottle shop snag some um like you said tracy and her ex-husband were a husband and wife team at the time back in 2008 doug is his name i believe so yeah when it started because he's on just keep tasting Ah, all right. Googling it later. He's got some character. We're going to watch one when this is <laughs> We're over. We're totally You're doing welcome. that. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, they've been around for, you know, a dozen years. Um, you were referencing their current tap room, which they moved into in 2017. Um, so, it's a much larger facility. The Their production possibilities, now they're not at max capacity, but it essentially increased their production to 10 times what they were doing before. Wow. So they could increase significantly, and they have since 2008, but they have room to grow. Um, you know, we said they're traditional German-style lagers. Um, you know, there was an interview back uh, in 2017 that they literally said, we're, we don't do ales. We're not doing IPAs. We don't do stouts. This is what we do, and we're not going to do... When was that? Uh, when 2017. Did they say that? Okay. So, I mean, things change. But 
I kind of hope they don't. I mean, yeah. this beer is too perfect no, for this you to mess fantastic. around and make something else that isn't yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I also believe if it's if something isn't broken, yeah. you shouldn't try no. to fix it. And if you're good at something like this is again, this is their niche. Like this is what they're good at. They should they should stick with it. Um, one other thing about their tap room, which I have not been to and I need to go to. Uh, Back when they first opened, the Chicago Tribune actually said it was easily one of Chicago's prettiest tap rooms, and it overlooks um, the West Bank of the Chicago River. So you oh. look out the windows, and there's water. Weren't they? Yeah. Aren't they near that place where that uh, Chance the Snapper, the alligator <laughs> I think was? You're right. I feel it's like the they snapper. posted about it on Facebook quite often that you had the chance of seeing Chance, chance the, the snapper. snapper if you came and had a beer. I uh, like it. Well, I'm adding say, it. If yeah. you ever doubt um, the good in society, just remember that there was a Facebook event <laughs> about Chance the Snapper, and it had all these like fake activities you could do oh, while encountering Chance, chance the, the Snapper. Our <laughs> Chicago River alligator. alligator. Yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Thank you, human beings. All right, I love it. I I love it. So yeah. So anyways, Metropolitan, check them out. Um, I don't feel like they get much talk, but they should. So I think that anybody who's experienced Metropolitan feels like they are a gem. Yeah. Um, sure. I think it's all about exposure. I think that when you, like I said, this yeah. isn't a recruitment beer. They're mm-hmm. a recruitment brewery. I think that when you run into somebody who's had Metropolitan, it's very, very uncommon that they're going to have anything negative, negative to, to say. say. Yeah. They have mastered the art. Of what they, yeah, yes. of what they're, of of what what they're, they're making. Of what they're offering. Yes. They, there's very little mm-hmm. room for improvement. There's and they, no one finer. Yeah, they, they are a Chicago, they are a Chicago brewery. I mean, at least at one point, I don't know now or when they open back up but you could get it at soldiers field you could get it at the airport you could get it at all the major chicago like yes landmarks you could find the next beer that we'll drink shortly um you can find crankshafts anywhere that is chicago yeah so um yeah so if you see them check them out so all right well as we continue to so sip- I think that that segues perfectly into uh, if you have the opportunity to get a babysitter <laughs> and go to this place, you should absolutely do it. Not only does it sound beautiful, yes. but they make perfect beer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, circumstances being what they are, obviously visiting might be difficult. But they did get their like food service license like two Ooh. days ago. Yeah, because they've been BYOF, I guess, bring your own food or deliver, uh, f- yeah, since they opened. So there was no kitchen there. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty awesome. So hopefully when things open back up, I, this this should be on the top of our list. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have that gift card for Maplewood we need to spend. We're going to do a couple uh, Chicago But there's no brewery. reason we can't go to both. Right. We can do definitely a couple of Chicago breweries in one trip. Yeah. All right. This is what we're doing. Okay. We're, we're on it. All right. Let's move on and talk about babysitters, let's shall do we? It. So I have an interesting babysitter kind of introduction. Okay. When I was growing up, I had a babysitter all of exactly one time my entire childhood. My parents went to a wedding and left me with uh, my father's friend's oldest daughter. Okay. Who is probably at least 
15 years older than me. Okay. And so I was, and I wasn't very little. So sure. She, she yeah. was probably high school, high, high school. Not, yeah, yeah. Older, maybe. Yeah. Um, I guess it's possible she's a little bit younger than that. But I know she's, I still see her. Sure. Um, Either way, she was driving. She, she was, was a fair amount 16, older. 16, 17. Yes. She was, yeah. Uh, she wasn't like a junior high kid that sure. was like the next door She neighbor. wasn't 15 and, you know, walking to your and house. And I'm like yeah. eight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, yeah. Um, And I definitely sat by the front door waiting mm. for my mom to mm. come home. Uh, I definitely asked her repeatedly when my mother was going to be back. Uh, yeah. And I was definitely... In, and if you were to transfer this event into present day, I would have been one of those kids that would have insisted on calling and texting my mother uh, repeatedly while she was away. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, if you know me at all, if you've known me for more than <laughs> a few hours... You will discover that I was extremely dependent on my mother. <laughs> I still am. I mentioned in a previous episode how I intentionally don't do laundry sometimes yeah. because she's going to come over. <laughs> um, my father actually pointed that out to me the other day. I will just that say that. I said that in the episode. My, my father actually did like three loads of laundry and folded God them all at my house the other day so yes God bless bless, bless the parents bless anyways parents, bless parents. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah but you you even like you wouldn't sleep over places no as you had many experiences uh, where yeah. i left to sleep over early i i tried so hard to sleep over at your house yeah. as a kid i remember the best part was that my parents i think were more convinced i was going to stay than i was <laughs> Um, it's, I love that you brought that up. Uh, I really do. Cause I hadn't thought about it yeah. at all, but, uh, you used to have sleepovers. Was it for birthday parties or yeah, was it just usually. randomly? Also randomly. Um, like we just did. Yeah. But like, uh, you would have sleepovers every so often mm-hmm. and I lived, you know, around the corner. Yes. From you. Literally around and the corner. Yeah. I remember... I remember the conversations with your mother. She tried so hard. I'm sure. To convince me to stay because she knew my poor parents were going to have to walk right to the, the house middle of the night. at like 11 o'clock at night and come and get me. And I would just be like, okay, Mrs. Weichel, I'm, you, can you please uh, can call, you call my call dad? My and she would just be like, no, come on. It's okay. Come on. We, we can do it. We're going to have popcorn. <laughs> and I would just be like, yeah, they, we have popcorn at home. <laughs> just call my dad. Yeah. And she would be like, are you sure? Everything is fine. You're going to be fine. And your mom is like the most she, loving. She's like the sweetest lady on the sweetest planet. Sweetest yeah. person. Not scary at all. No. Uh, and your house wasn't scary at all. No. I was not afraid to be No, there. it just. I was just yeah. like, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, I'm going to be at home. There's, I'm uh, going to be home now. There's stuff going on that I'm missing. <laughs> I need to be home. And, uh, and my father would walk to your house and would come and get me and walk me home. And I would get into my bed and my mother would do the nighttime ritual no matter what age i was yep she would spend moments with me before bed um and as a result i had a very difficult time being away from my mother which is funny because maybe it's not funny but as a result as a parent Mm -hmm. i'm very focused on my children having really good like sleep ritual habits Uh so that they're not too dependent upon me sure Um, which totally makes sense yes because Mm. for me what it boiled down to the reason why i wasn't going to sleep over at your house was that my sleep ritual was disrupted yeah that i was used to being in my bed with my parents in the next you were used to a routine and the same thing every night and sleeping in a sleeping bag 
with a group of friends, which would seem like a very enjoyable activity to most young girls, was not what I wanted. Yeah. Um, I know that's not really babysitter but it still is different because your bedtime routine with a babysitter is different and probably couldn't sleep either being having a babysitter i guarantee you i did not go to bed on the night of that wedding until my parents got home i i don't even think she tried to get me to go to bed yeah (laughs) i'm sure my mother was just like uh don't bother whatever it's not gonna happen if it were me and i was in that position i probably would have been like just let her watch tv yeah whatever she'll just fall asleep on the couch if she's tired enough i never would have done that (laughs) i never would have fallen asleep on the couch (laughs) i my level of determination for for my bedtime ritual with my mother was Uh so strong There's no way another person could have gotten me right. to fall asleep. Yeah, I, yeah no. So I mean, babysitting yeah. was very uncommon for me yeah. as a child. Yeah. Okay. What was your experience? Um, I don't recall very often. Uh, my parents had friends that also had children. Like, so we often got together as groups mm-hmm. or, you know, we would, somebody would stay over here or over okay. there or, you know, the few times they went out, I, my godparents would watch me or, but we did. And I recall this, um, have, do you remember Jane Moore? Yes. Her I'm friends older with her on sisters would babysit. Cause there was a big age gap between oh, yeah. Yeah. her oldest sisters and us. One of her older sisters is friends with the younger sister of that girl who babysat me the one time. Oh my God. There. I know. I'm sorry. I know that was very confusing. I need to draw so a family my, tree. So my father's family friend, this is a guy that he grew up with. Mm-hmm. He had three daughters. Okay. They lived in Crestwood and so they went to the same high school yeah. we did. Yep. So his three daughters, the oldest one is the one that babysat yep. me. His youngest daughter is the same age as my brother, who okay. is six years older than sure, me. Sure, she's sure. A, I think she's a little bit older than him. They may have even been a grade apart. Okay. They never were in school together because my brother went to went a private to, school. Right. Yeah. Um, but they were very close to the same age. The... That sister mm-hmm. was very close friends with probably the more, one who babysat yeah, me. Yeah, more sister. Yes, yes. So, so that's the only babysitter I even remember okay. having. Okay. Um, and I have no idea if we were good for the baby, if we went to sleep or not. I mean, we did have sleepovers with friends and things, and I never had an issue sleeping elsewhere. Okay. So I don't feel. Did you like... sleep over at my house? Yes. You did. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. <laughs> but you wouldn't sleep at mine, so I. But not That's often. Kind of you. Not often. I don't. I, I think that you just weren't into that because you had your bedtime the routine, ritual, which, made which sense. would be disturbed regardless yes. of where I was. Yes. If someone else was around. Yes. 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 That makes sense. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, I just don't remember. <laughs> well, you know what? We're we're getting old. We're closer to forty than we are to thirty, Oof, and I dude. feel like yeah, I know, but you're you're in it with me. So, but um, Fair. you know, I feel like some of those memories just have, have gone by the wayside. So I don't, you know, well, they're not as clear as and, they once were. And while I remember many many childhood experiences with sure. you, um, it would be hard for me to like remember a specific one. Yes, agreed. like if you were like, "Hey, remember this one, one time. birthday party where we did this thing and this happened?" Yeah. I might kind of be like, eh, 
yeah. maybe it was memorable for you and it wasn't for me because it was sure. your birthday party versus yeah. mine or or something mm-hmm. like that no i totally um, i do get remember it. that awesome 50s birthday right party that was the one that had. came to mind when you said that yeah that was what i was thinking um <laughs> yeah. and i wore that this was... cool like purple poodle skirt. right that was that a pretty was a fantastic good, party was a good birthday party she really planner. was yeah no she kind of makes me feel like a a crappy, crappy mom now like okay we're just my gonna, birthday parties are i'm gonna just phone like, this in. hey we're having cake you want to come over <laughs> right i'm okay with that here we got a big yard go play yeah. um but yeah no i we didn't have babysitters often and kind of this makes me feel like a bad mom now to say like we i do get a babysitter relatively often compared to what More i remember personal. as a kid well, obviously yeah. because my experience is like so extreme yeah. <laughs> and i can literally name the one time right right there right, was yeah. one other time where my parents um it's kind of a long story but i was older maybe like 10 or 11 12 sure 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 in there like middle school aged uh-huh. um where we were it was we were softball season had just ended uh, or something okay. and we had gone to like the end of the season like picnic or whatever okay excuse me and um uh my parents had left me because i wanted to stay and hang out with my friends and my coach was going to drive me home and ultimately they decided to come back and get me because it was dinner time and it was mm. in the town we lived in sure and when my mom came back to get me, she tripped and fell in the parking lot and she got hurt. Oh, no. And she had to go to the emergency room. Okay. She had driven herself home. I was home. We had, like, crossed paths. Okay. Like, we missed each other. And she had driven herself home. Ultimately, my parents dropped me off at my grandmother's house. Oh, okay. While my father took me, took my mother to the emergency room sure. because my mom had fallen and uh, in the parking lot and she had broken her oh. nose. And she had also broken her pinky finger okay. because she had her keys. Oh, hanging, like, or holding like, onto well, it. Like, yeah. in the ring, she had her... And so she had <laughs> dislocated her pinky finger and had broken her nose and scraped up her face Ouch. really bad. Um, and coincidentally, a few days earlier, I had slid down, like, the alpine slide mm-hmm. in Galena, which is like a e- fiberglass. Yes. Almost like a water slide, but it's yep. dry. Mm-hmm. Um and I had burned my elbows and uh-huh. knees really bad. So I was bandaged up because it was summer and I didn't want to get yes. sunburned. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't that wanna... bad, but I didn't want to yeah, make, make it, it worse. worse. Yeah. Um, and so my father was not comfortable taking both of us to the emergency room at the same time <laughs> because he, quote, didn't want to get arrested. Um, <laughs> which is a legitimate concern in retrospect because fair, I've taken fair. my own child for immediate care yeah. and emergency room care. And had moments where they're sort of like, how did this happen? Yeah. No, that's And true. I 100% respect what they're doing because you never know. You never know. Um, fortunately yeah. for me, I have a six-year-old who is very good at explaining things <laughs> and is very accident-prone at the same time. Yes. And has gone to the immediate care and the emergency room and is just like, I went to get some water and I fell out of bed and I hit my head on the bookshelf and I cut my eye. <laughs> and... It's like we're at the ER and it's like five in the morning. Yeah. And so they're sort of like, where were you? And I was like, I was sleeping. I was sleeping. <laughs> and they were like, well, sounds legit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was my other experience so away. Two, I was yeah. with my grandmother. Okay. And I did exactly the same thing. I sat at the front door waiting for my parents to, to get come back. get me. Oh. Um, and they were gone a very long time. Yeah. And my grandmother, I think, felt kind of hurt that I didn't want 
Yeah, fair. Especially her? because it's family. Yeah, yeah, I could see her. I feel bad about it now. I think that I think there was a combination of things going on. As a child, I think I was worried about my mom. Yeah. Even so, though you know she was going to be fine. Yeah, she but was I hurt, but she wasn't that. like yeah. mortally wounded. No. <laughs> um, I, I, even then, I I think I knew she was going to be okay, but I was I was worried about her. Yeah. Um, and I. I very much enjoyed being around my grandmother, and I'm not just saying that because I w- I'm afraid she might listen to us, because that's not going to happen. But uh, <laughs> but I I like spending yeah, time no, with my did. grandmother. You we spend time with your with family a lot, yeah, quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I oh my god, bedtime was coming, Lauren. Yeah, like yep. what was Where I going to do? Where's my mom? Yeah, yeah. No? what if she wasn't well enough to do bedtime with me then? Right, oh, that's a, that's anxiety as a kid, especially yes. for you. Uh, like, you that's know, like I probably said, I was maybe a, 10 or 11, yeah, a little older, but still. I could still see where that would give you a lot of anxiety. You know, so my, yeah. But my kids, okay, so their history with babysitting is initially very little. Mm-hmm. My family, my parents sure. maybe would, would watch them, or my my brother and I have traded off babysitting yeah. over the years. His kids are a bit older than mine. Mm-hmm. I've told stories about me being like young and single and he's got these kids and he's like sure, exhausted sure. on the couch yeah. and I'm like Well he's got a bunch of kids though too, so they range in age. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, but we could kind of trade off with babysitting a little every once in a while, anniversaries and things like that would roll around and, yeah. and he would babysit my kids or I would babysit his yeah. and, and, uh, because we were both pretty flexible, um, you know, if it got late, it yeah. wasn't a big deal. You sure. know, my hang up with asking my parents to babysit is that they, they're not going to like sleep over at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like for it to get too, too late. late. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because my mom's not going to drive home from my house at 11 o'clock at night. It's okay. never going to happen. So, like, if she's going to babysit, it's going to be on an occasion where she's able to drive home at a reasonable fairly hour. reasonable hour, which for her is going to be, like, before about 9. Okay. Right. Um, and not now, as time has gone on, there have been nights where she's stayed yeah. and we've been away. Mm-hmm. Or um, we have a babysitter that my husband met through his job who's like a grad student. Okay. Um, that um, up until kind of school situations sure, sure. changed more recently, she would, see, she would babysit the kids every Friday after school. Okay. She would pick them up from school. Uh, my husband and I would both still be at work. Mm-hmm. I would get home maybe three or four hours later yeah and my husband was pretty close to the same and it was also an opportunity fridays which is the day that she would do was an opportunity for us to maybe go out that night yeah so every other week or every once a month once or so while, yeah every two or three weeks we would make plans to go out to dinner yeah. or spend some time with friends or do something grab yeah. a beer mm-hmm. out um yeah. and she would stick around yeah and yeah, she yeah. was my like I said, I focused really hard on my kids being a little bit more independent mm-hmm. with especially their sleep ritual, but yeah, even with the flexible. people they're around. Yeah. Um I believe that if you were at my house and it was bedtime, you could get my kids to go to bed pretty easily. Sure. You know, you may yeah. have to be like, uh, come on, you All guys. Right, it's time. Pajamas, yeah, yeah. Well, it's but that time. I feel like kids always test the babysitter a little bit. But, but yeah, no, it's not like you. there were times yeah. where my mother and, well, my mom, you know, she raised me, so I know <laughs> what I can what I can achieve. Yeah. Um, 
But there were times where my mom and the babysitter would have moments where, you know, instead of the kids in bed by 8.30, mm-hmm. they were in bed by 9, 9.15, yeah. yeah. 9.30. And honestly, as a parent, I don't get real hung up on that. No, I don't either. Especially if, I, if it's a night that the babysitter's here. And yeah. not, it's not a school night. It's not a... Well, eh. most of the time it isn't. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, like I said, she did Fridays for us most yeah, of the time. Exactly. So, like, tomorrow's Saturday. Right. And, I mean, even if the kids wake up at the same time as they usually do. Yeah. And they're tired on Saturday and they're grumpy. Well, we'll eh. catch up Saturday. You yep. know, they'll go to bed a little bit early. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll crack the whip on that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, or we'll lay low the next yeah, day. Yeah, we'll just relax. Kind of nothing, yeah. you know? No, I totally get that. Yeah, you know, um... We've been lucky because just like you, <clears throat> like I have my parents pretty close by um, that have watched our kids a, a ton over the years. They actually moved from my childhood home a few years ago and lived with us for like a year. I so remember like that. they were they were there all the time. So you know, if we wanted to do something or whatnot, they they were there and then they moved five minutes away. So right. they're also just just there. So, Honestly, they watch the kids pretty frequently, even if it's just for like a half an hour. Like, I need to work, and can you get the kids on the bus or off the bus? Or, right. You know, right. and it's really easy like transition to have. Periods. Yes. You know, in between my husband's getting home at nine, the kids get on the bus at 8.30, I have to work, you know, something like that. So right. they've been a huge help, and, you know, I don't even think about them as babysitters, but they, they are. But my kids have always been super comfortable with them. Like, they stay over there, or at least before all of this, this you know, 2020. Before 2020, um, they would stay over there probably every other week, maybe, like, a night. And they have... They have their own beds at my parents' house. The nice. twins have a room, and my oldest has his room, and they have their spaces, they have their stuff, and they're perfectly comfortable sleeping there. That's great. Um, so, which is awesome. Um, you know, the twins have had sleepovers. They had one last week, actually, at um, my best friend's house, because she has a daughter that's a little bit older than the twins, and they'll just grab their sleeping bags and sleep in the living room and be perfectly fine nice we have we've had a few babysitters over the years again my oldest is special needs so he's a little bit more difficult to watch than probably other kids because he's not really verbal um and just a little bit more he's not aggressive and he's not a bad kid he's just it's just different well it's an adjustment yeah it's a there's more going on yeah you know i mean because communication is a really big thing for kids to get comfortable with somebody Mm -hmm. that maybe isn't really that close to them yeah i mean i can say from like my experience with our babysitter like even even with with my children who are perfectly good at communicating um we had her come over once where we were there Mm -hmm. and she just kind of hung out with them for like an hour or two yeah which i think makes total sense yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean to to complicate that to put somebody in a position where where it takes more than that for for the mm-hmm. child to be comfortable and for your babysitter to be comfortable, yeah. Yeah. you know, I I could see how that would be. It's a, it's a little bit harder to find someone who we are comfortable with leaving because he also can't say anything to us. I mean, right now that the twins are a little bit older and they talk nonstop and they 
frankly would rat anyone out about anything sure um, something were to go yeah wrong. like i'm more comfortable but you know we only really used people that were referenced from someone else like mm-hmm. our current babysitter who's now graduated from college and actually has a big girl job but she's been with us for years now um is the niece of one of the guys brandon went to fire academy with like okay uh it's just like it's a family i literally was like does anyone have a babysitter that they could recommend and you know his our our friend's wife was like yeah use you know our niece and i was like all right we'll give it a shot and she was actually going to school for special education and teaching which nice. makes a big that's difference. That's great. Well, that's so, a huge comfort yeah. for you because mm-hmm. you can tell that she already has the skills yeah. to do a, a capable job, mm-hmm. that she's going to help your son adjust yeah. to being away from you mm-hmm. because she's going to have the confidence to yeah, handle the situation. Yeah, she has that kind of skill set, which, which was huge. So that really just made her mesh with us really well because she, and I, I think it takes a special person to have the patience to deal with someone that has special needs. And oh, sure. she, she does. So, um, so we've, you know, even now, like, um, you know, she's supposed to babysit like next week for us just to have a, a night out. Um, but I will say recently we've really only used like my parents lately. Um, and that's partially because they see them anyways. So, so it's like, we're not exposing them to anyone else because they're going to see them. They're going to see them once a week. They're going to see them anyways. So, you know, we are just now kind of incorporating our babysitter back into the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we kind of dance around the subject a lot when we talk on this podcast, but the last eight months in terms of of parenting and availability have been about the hardest I've ever experienced. Oh, 100%. Um, This has been the hardest year of everything. (laughs) And you know, it's funny, now that time has passed and I've started to adjust and get a little bit more like accustomed to what I'm dealing with, I feel like I actually hope that this is the hardest year of everybody's life. Yeah. Um, because even though it's hard, it is hard, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just hard because we've had to get used to things being different than we're used yeah. to. Yeah. Than, than what they were. We have yeah. to, we've even, had to greatly adapt to, and quickly adapt to changes in routines, changes in schedules, absolutely. changes in things. Yeah. yeah. Even, even setting aside some of the bigger things like school schedules mm-hmm. and outside school activities and socializing with friends, mm-hmm. just, just your parents and the kids oh, adjusting yeah. to who they're around, when they're around yes. them and what you're doing, um, where you're going, uh, is, is, a, it's a big, huge adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, like I said, I kind of hope that in retrospect, it just turns into the hardest year of our lives and it, it wasn't so bad. We were all it making it through. We're, just yeah. something to get c- comfortable with, to yes. figure out and to learn from. We're using this as a learning experience. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's Gosh, drink. I'm glad I let's learned all the drinking. things I learned. <laughs> All right, so uh, talking about babysitters, which at some point we will get to go visit Metropolitan. Um, All right, we are going to drink Crankshaft, which is their flagship brew, uh, brewed in homage to the beer of Cologne. Crankshaft has the gentle sweetness of a stranger's smile. 
That sounds nice. Yeah. So let's see what a stranger's smile tastes like. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of strangers' smiles in the last year. That I the will say. The mask thing really Yeah, how many smiles do you get to see these yeah, days? That our, is our, something we're definitely missing out on. Agreed. Are dentists' visits going down too because you're covering up your mouth? I mean, are people not really paying attention to that? I'm just curious. I have no idea. I have a, so my husband was trying to get some dental work back in like April and the dentist office canceled his appointment oh. and has subsequently canceled and rescheduled since then several times. Okay. And my husband has gotten very frustrated because initially when he needed to have dental work done and okay, let me just say that this is an area I know very little about. Yeah, I got I am blessed with pretty decent teeth. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know what to say other than that. I have never had a cavity. Huh? Um, I have. I can't. I can't say that I have. I mean, there's like one in a, a jillion people that get to say something. Yeah. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm just saying that my experience is very minimal. Okay. I and so so like any dental work at all is basically just foreign to me. Okay. I don't know what anything is. <laughs> but he was basically like, oh, I needed to get this dental work done, and they were sort of like, the sooner we do this, the better. Otherwise, eventually, you may need a root canal. Oh, no, I, and, nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. And so now the dentist's office has kind of dragged their feet, and he's very frustrated because he's afraid that ultimately he's going to have to get a root canal. And he's not necessarily mad that he needs the procedure. Sure. He's upset that he has to pay for it, <laughs> which I respect 100% because uh, another thing you would learn about me if you spend a little bit of time with me is that I care a lot about the bottom line. No, I get I'm it. I'm not about spending money I'm not going to get something out of. I, you know, I used to no. sell, I used to do direct sales. Yeah. I used to sell for 31 and I was, uh, you know, a member of a team or whatever. And my sponsor every once in a while would be like, hey, you know, you should buy this kit they're coming out with with the next season's products, um, you know, because it's a great thing to show so that you can get some sales from it. And I would be like, yeah, I don't like that bag. And she would be like, well, yeah, but maybe somebody else will. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound like an income-producing activity, so I'm not <laughs> going to do it. I'm not going to carry it, yeah, so I'm not going to buy it. That's fair. And so I have that attitude. That's just like the simplest way to describe it. But I have that attitude about a lot of things, and it really disturbs me that like this is going to be a financial burden for me that i'm going to spend more money as a result mm. of this stupid dumb virus yeah po <laughs> i don't like that. the the dental work yeah then no good. so yeah to answer your question yes you can go to the dentist <laughs> however i think it's more complicated i think they are focusing on emergencies uh my brother did mention to me my niece got braces um oh back in like june Ooh. i think and there was a charge on the extremely crazy high bill by the way i'm we we got braces i remember you yeah. and i both um the cost of braces is like double really yeah oh. by the way spoiler oh. um it's not crazy. looking forward to this with my children uh, yeah i know my nine-year-old is gonna need braces yeah. i can already tell oh. uh but yeah um she got braces, and there was a charge on the bill for PPE, huh. and it was like ten bucks. Charge, my brother charge. was just like, "What the heck is this?" You're like I'm paying for this. I gotta pay for this. <laughs> uh, he was like, "If I would have known, I would have just brought, brought some my for own. you." Yeah, right here, have a have a mask. That's funny. The new way of the world. All right, we're drinking this. We're Let's drinking drink crankshaft, shall yep. we? Mm. Yep. All right. It's, Hello, it's a, friend. It's a Kolsch. 
We haven't had many Kolsch's. No. I mean, you know, when we went and had the Oktoberfest episode, you know, we that was the closest we really came yeah, to, like, German... Yeah, it's a German-style beer, yeah. ...style beer. And obviously, we were drinking Märzen's. We weren't drinking yeah. Kolsch's. Sure, sure. Um, what I love about Kolsch is if you go to a... A restaurant with a decent tap list, you have a good chance of stumbling upon a Kolsch. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Bavarian Lodge yeah. oh, every sure. so often yeah. on this, and they always have a couple. Yes. Sometimes they have a cask-conditioned Kolsch, which is a very special treat. Yes. Um, most of the time, it's because the owner of the Bavarian Lodge has connections to people in Germany mm-hmm. and will get one amazing cast like, yeah. flown to america and crazy. served in lyle illinois <laughs> right <laughs> of all um, places which is just like a blessing upon a blessing upon a yeah, blessing we live in um, a great place yeah <laughs> i we mean have we don't no idea how lucky we are yeah illinois is not the greatest well, I mean, but in when terms it comes of beer, to beer then we're there's yeah, you we're know good. there's pluses and minuses <laughs> to this place but I gotta say, one of the big pluses is our beer scene is pretty unmatched. I mean, people from the East Coast and the West Coast will try to tell you that their beer scene is better, and I'm gonna confidently say, nah, yeah, probably not. Yeah, no, we've got it. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and give me the name of a beer that you think is the best yeah, XYZ sure. style you've ever had, and, and we will give find me a couple it. of minutes. Yeah. I'll come up with somebody local that's made an equally delicious beer. There's, if not better. Yeah, fair. And I mean, again, like we've said before, what Metropolitan does, they are top notch at. And But we can say that for a number of other breweries in the area for a beer that they are really yeah. good at. I mean, I would, I would be confident in saying that we have breweries that have some of the best barrel programs in the country. Oh, for sure. I mean, everybody knows who Goose Island is. And yeah. I would put Revolution up there up there for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think their barrel program is pretty unmatched. It really is. Um, and extensive. Yeah. Um, I think that with breweries like Hot Butcher, yeah. uh, you can't really beat most of our IPAs. I mean... Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. I will fight to the death over Tavern Cut being one of the best beers I've ever had. Um, I've and- seen, you know, I've seen people put up like Treehouse versus, you know, and I mean, that's one of the ones that's up there that somebody's going to argue or someone could argue. Yeah, is or Alchemist. Alchemist, for sure. But, you know, they, we, we would definitely give them a run for the I, money with the Chicago beer scene that we have. I... I said that Tavern Cut's one of the best beers I've ever had, and I've had some of these East Coast beers I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're amazing. They're fantastic. Oh, sure. I, it's just I think there was a period of time where they didn't really have a lot of other places putting out yes. similarly level Agreed. beer. And I think that we are in a position right now where there are breweries in within area. 20 miles yep. of where we live that are potentially putting out beer that is equal if not better agreed and i i I think that that's a newer within the last few years thing to have happened so i think a lot of the coasts had their run for a while and now we're we're really producing some excellent beers here in in the chicago absolutely which makes for great podcasts for us makes for great beer drinking which makes for for everything so um yeah crankshaft you should be able to find in a lot of chicago area uh landmarks granted nothing's open right now so try your bottle shop um but if you see it grab it um so what what do you think of this one i mean i've Mm. i've had it but 
yeah, I, obviously, it's not the first time I've had crankshaft. Yeah. Um, it's actually something that I don't always have in my fridge, but it is something I buy for family gatherings. I like almost always have a six pack of of crankshaft in my fridge if I'm going to have my sure. family. I really over. like. I I truly feel like, and I I'm saddened that I hadn't thought of it before, but this really is a fantastic gateway beer to craft yeah. beer. I mean, it is because it's a really good transition between a, like a Coors Light, mm-hmm. like one of those those yeah, beers. Sure. This is like what you would give somebody. It's like remember I always tell that story about how you got to drink Miller High Life for a year before you can start drinking <laughs> yes. craft. And so this is what you introduce them to once they grow once to love gr- Miller High there Life. There you go. <laughs> then you're just like, and hey, this I've is got better. this other beer. Yes. It's by this other brewery. Yeah. Just try it, give it and a then shot. you give them Jetstream or even Crankshaft. Yeah. Um, Either or, I, which is a yeah. little bit heavier flavor, which has a little bit more going on. It's got a little bit more Jetstream. bite to it than I mean, not in terms of bitterness, just a little bit no. more flavor than. There's more coming out Jetstream, in Crankshaft yeah. than in Jetstream. Um, but you know, you throw one of these at yeah. somebody who's drank Coors Light, Miller High Life, Bud Light, mm. something like that, um, and and they are like, oh. Yeah, this is this is pretty good, good. Uh-huh. and and then you kind of keep going with them. You know, you can stick with Metropolitan for a little while. Yeah, um, they have other beers too. Again, all this all the the German style, but they're all solid beers. That they they're they are and they're great at what they're doing. So oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're lucky to have them. We Another are. Chicago great. Yep. Cheers, Lauren. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, make sure that you find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram under Parenting by the Pint. Mm-hmm. You can find our podcast by the same name on your favorite podcasting app. Mm-hmm. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and like us on everything. Yeah, Seriously. follow us. Yeah. Um, and look for some good things coming your way. And stay, stay in the loop because we'll keep making episodes. You're going to see them every week. And we're going to... Keep going. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Yep.